I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. In Western countries, Gen Z is revving up the demand for fake booze amid the so-called dry January. In more refined circles, these libations are often referred to as non-alcoholic beverages. And as the name goes, non-alcoholic beverages are alcohol-free but try to mimic the taste and buzz of booze. And seemingly, they are very popular. Consider the numbers. According to IWSR, a firm that tracks the beverage industry, global sales of fake booze surpassed. More than $13 billion in 2023. Ritual Zero Proof, an American zero-alcohol spirits brand, recently told the New York Times that it was selling a bottle every 50 seconds, which makes me quite curious. If you're anyway spending cash on drinks that resemble alcohol, why not just buy the real deal? Well, a lot of factors are contributing to the rise of fake booze in the West. First, overall consumption of alcohol is dipping in many countries, including the US, Canada, and the UK. Gen Zers and millennials are reported to drink less than baby boomers when they were of the same age. Experts speculate that young people are cutting back on booze because they are more health conscious, and alcohol, among many other things, is obviously not good for your liver and heart. And at the same time, a lot of startups are popping up in the West that are selling young people non-alcoholic beverages as a healthy alternative to booze. Take, for example, the London-based brand Sentia Spirits. Its drinks are, of course, non-alcoholic. But taste like rum and have the same euphoric effects as the conventional alcohol. A wine reviewer wrote for the Independent, and I'm reading it out. After a few minutes of drinking Sentia's alcohol-free spirits, we felt a bit of buzz. You know that slightly woozy feeling and that head high you get when you've just kicked back a gin and tonic. End quote. Well, if people can go tipsy without the health damages of actual alcohol, that's more or less good. And I think I will also give fake booze a try. After all, it's dry January, and I've sworn off the sauce. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Manaswini, and this is the deep dive for 19th January 2024. If you've been a smoker who's tried to wean off cigarettes. I'm sure at some point you have tried to smoke acetylites. These South Korean cigarettes are slim and they are light due to their low tar and nicotine content. And most importantly, they cost half of what most cigarette packets are worth in the Indian market. Basically, the selling point is that it makes you feel less unhealthy and saves you a buck. But here's the kicker: Did you know all these acetylite packets that you buy from your local cigarette guy are contraband? That is, unless you are buying it from duty-free stores at airports. But yes. All of it is smuggled into India. What's more interesting is that, as per a Mint article, smuggled acetylites appear to have captured at least a quarter of the Indian cigarette market, which is the second largest in the world. And you must have come across an occasional report of illegal foreign-origin cigarettes worth lakhs or crores being seized by authorities at various Indian ports. The recent one being from Mumbai's Jawaharlal Nehru port. Usually, it's brands like Mond, Gudangaram, or Pine, but most often. SA will be a huge bulk of the haul. The company that is behind SA, Korea Tomorrow and Global, or KTNG, intended for women to be the target audience of these super slim cigarettes. It launched SA in 1996, 
and now it has become one of the best-selling super slim cigarette brands in Asia. The growing popularity of SA in India is starting to impact the country's domestic tobacco production. You see, as per existing laws, 100% foreign ownership of tobacco manufacturing operations is disallowed in the country. However, manufacturing foreign branded cigarettes under license by local companies is allowed. So for instance, we have Goldfrey Phillips, which manufactures Marlboro branded cigarettes in India. Then we have ITC, which introduced the British brand Benson & Hedges to India. It also had a whole range of other brands such as Classic, Wills and Scissors and is currently the market leader in the country. The tobacco that goes into all these cigarettes is homegrown. Now with SA capturing a chunk of the cigarette market, Firstly, it's impacting the local player, obviously. And secondly, tobacco farmers. Because the SA cigarettes don't have tobacco grown in India. Quoting figures provided by the General Secretary of Federation of All India Farmers Association, which is mentioned in the Mint article that I previously cited, states that in 2010 and 2011, farmers were producing 330 million kgs of tobacco for cigarettes every year. Now it has come down to 270 million kgs which is amounting to a loss of almost 5,000 to 6,000 crore rupees. Another point to note is that it's also a loss of tax revenue for the governments. One of the big reasons why SA sells is because it's cheap. And it's cheap because there's no tax to be paid if it's smuggled. Consider this, a pack of SA costs around rupees 180. While other Indian brands that try to copy SA such as Stellar Shift and Classic Connect will cost you around rupees 300. Now, because this is contraband, its supply is quite erratic and that's why there are also SA counterfeits in the market to cater to the demand. What's clear is that there's a huge demand for this brand among Indian smokers and that SA is claiming a huge chunk of this market. Now, the question is, in the future, will it be legally sold in the country or will it be banned? And before we sign off for the week, here is our third segment, One Last Thing where we bring you an offbeat story that you won't find in the headlines. When you think about car insurance claims, you usually picture regular accidents like rare enders or front collisions or maybe even hit-and-run cases. But there are some seriously bizarre cases that Indian insurers encountered in 2023. Some of the claims included coconuts smacking into cars, stray dogs wrecking havoc, hangry peacocks causing trouble, And apparently, even stressed-out elephants were taking their frustration out on vehicles. And no, I'm not making this up. According to GoDigit, an insurance company, it recorded 20 claims for elephant-related damage in states like Assam, West Bengal, Karnataka, Kerala, and Tamil Nadu. And in a specific region in Lucknow, there were over 100 cases of vehicles being messed up by stray dogs. Other insurers, such as Bajaj Alliance General Insurance, had some wild cases too. It highlighted cases where buffaloes and goats were found damaging cars and even monkeys dropping random objects on unsuspecting cars. And just when you thought it couldn't get any stranger, a spokesperson from Bajaj revealed to the Times of India that in an odd accident, a car buyer decided to turn the showroom into a drive-thru by crashing through the showroom glass. To me, this all feels like it's lifted from an episode of Just for Laugh Gags. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. 
The episode was researched and written by Shorbari and Anup, edited by Venkat Anand, produced by me, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirva. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.